Little Heroes Comics is a UK-based charity that creates and distributes comic-making kits to children through hospitals and healthcare organisations across the UK, keeping them far from boredom and closer to creativity. Head to littleheroescomics.co.uk to find out how to donate and to help at this incredible charity today. One of the ways you can help them out and get some amazing all-age comics at the same time is by heading over to fairsparkbooks.co.uk. Nothing is more exciting than creating stories for kids and Fairspark Books bring you a whole host of them in different and exciting formats that are all aimed at encouraging imagination. You can find such titles as How to Make Comics with Springworth, Gallant Namos, Snuffy and Zoe, Megatomic Battle Rabbit, Leaf and so much more. Fairspark Books are partnered with Little Heroes Comics so a portion of the profits go towards their goal each year. Go to fairsparkbooks.co.uk and littleheroescomics.co.uk today to find out more. Little Heroes Comics. Bring a huge smile to comics creativity today. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. Back in the cuisineers. How are you yeah. doing? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Hello there. Can't complain at all. How are you, Mike? Not too bad. Oh, man. First things first, eh? Yeah. Snacks. Big white honour will be sitting there blinded. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, um, let's see your t-shirt. Alright. Ah, before that, before. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh! <laughs> I bought it from him at the, Thought the Bubble. Penguin. Very good. And it has been washed once. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a good one. And, and... A good one to put on a t-shirt. No, 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 there's a, no, not your pants, no. The uh, boxers. <laughs> Give it one! Nice. Yeah. Speaking of, not just any, it's uh, the one from 1966 where he's running with the bomb. Yeah. Let me see, let me see if I can... Top this. Many man with a three-piece suit. <coughs> with tan. Oh, he's wearing his boxers. Oh, there's oh, oh, nice a nice little Spider-Man. Oh, yes. That's subtle. Do you know, my first thought, not right, quite well, seeing it. Well, 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 <laughs> my first thought oh, was... Oh, sorry, was, uh, I forgot that name. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, that Hulk tattoo. Your, your first thought bomb. was... Your first thought was. <laughs> 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 Not that we are waiting on it. I had that. My first thought was it was a, like a red lantern thing. Oh, that would be that would be good. That would be good. It wasn't worth the wait, was it? Nah. No. It wasn't worth the three attempts. I prefer Spider-Man. I prefer Spider-Man. Oh, that was great. Well, Spider-Man's good. 
It's funny you said the socks say the Cape Crusader on them, mm-hmm. because one of the books that I've got noted down, not that I've read, I, I have only read a, a couple of uh, books on comic books, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of had to just bring a list of stuff that I had seen that was available that mm-hmm. on my wish list and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of them is called The Cape Crusade, Batman and the Rise of Nerd Culture by Glenn Weldon. Mm. Um, as far as I'm led to believe, it is, it's like the story of <clears throat> Batman and how he came to creation and whatnot, but also how he's grown with the culture, how he's grown throughout the ages and how, it's, yep. how his fans and everything have progressed. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's disappearing slowly. Um, I'll get the, the actual, the actual blog up. Sorry to say it. It's... Uh, a witty, uh, <coughs> a witty, intelligent cultural history from NPR book critic Glenn Weldon explains Batman's rises and falls throughout the ages and what his story tells us about ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it seems, it seems right. Just when I saw it was on your socks, it said mm. Cape Crusader, the Cape Crusade. I have a bit of a confession. Mm-hmm. Today I got muddled up with the topic and... Brought something else with you? Yeah, I brought in uh, annuals. No, no, no. That's for ne- that's for Christmas. I'm safe there. I brought in uh, a couple of graphic novels that were based on real life events. But I did, I did sort of think to myself. Have we actually put that forwards. We did that before, but I, that's why I was choosing stuff I hadn't brought in previously. Ah, right. But I also brought in one book about comics because I suddenly thought, well. <laughs> I'm not I'm so sure, <laughs> just in case I'll, I'll play it safe and bring them, uh, but I only brought one of them, but I do have quite a few stuff at home. I can imagine. Yeah, it's not too late for you to tell me to quickly get them. No, God, no, but no, I, no. I, uh, I'm just, yeah, just, just go, bye. <laughs> no, I'm only just to memorise which ones I have, and uh, before I forget, <laughs> the titles that I have, which I didn't bring were three of the Dorling Kindersley books. One was, um, you know, the DK. It was big, oh, right, big right. coffee table yeah, book yeah. things. One of them was uh, Marvel, but it's a year-by-year year story, so... Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, have one. I have one of those. Oh, well, if you've got that, it's... it's Not it's here, good. but I have one of those. I have yeah. had that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, well, if you, you guys have got it, you'll know exactly what it's about. Yes. The year happens, it tells you what character made their first appearance and so on. Year-by-year year Marvel, mm. yeah. And I've got a similar one, an encyclopedia of Marvel comic characters. Yes, I have that. And so, yeah. I've got the DC version as well, which that, is hefty. Yeah. yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have a book about Godzilla. Uh, not some. It, it mentions the comics that Godzilla's in, but there's a double page middle spread out, color spread out, done by Arthur Adams. Ooh. And I can maybe bring that in next time. I don't know if it counts as an annual, but it's certainly worth the, uh, the look at some of the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a couple of, like... Um, how to get into the comics industry books, okay. including the uh, the Stan. I don't know if that's the one. That's uh, how to draw uh, Marvel comics by Stan Lee. No, no, no. that's good. I, I think you all know which one that is. Yes, I had it. Mm. Is that I had that comics the Marvel way. Yeah, that's yes. the one. Yeah. And you see Thor sitting on the storyboard. <clears throat> casually, most of, most of the artists: John Buscema, John Romita, 
Have you seen this one? Senior. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe. I want to say those two. Mainly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I got a couple of manga equivalent ones as well. How to draw manga. Nice. But I... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the other books I've brought as well, but I did bring one um, no, you're book that fits into that category. I say you muddled it up, go home. Get out, that's it. <laughs> Not acceptable! <laughs> yeah, the chronology ones, the, the Marvel year by year and DC year by, by year, I have, hmm. I have one of them, I have the DC and I have the Marvel. Does it not have the, the, like, the major covers? For the year and stuff like that as well. Yeah, right? it shows you major stories, covers, developments, yeah. um, characters mm. that were created or appear for the first mm. time. Yeah. Um, is, that, like, is that one that the front covers Wolverine and Hulk, isn't it? Well, there's... There are different, different varieties. Because every year they bring another one. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll find uh, them in the Yeah. It's always me. Yeah. It's the, probably the best place to buy them. Mm. I think that there. one was the best Marvel covers. But is it just covers? Is it just one best one. Marvel covers? Right? Yeah. Covers year by year or something like that. Yeah. Oh, a few, a few of them I forgot to mention again. I've got the Marvel, uh, the big, big Marvel <laughs> vault that's got all the wee bits in it. Yeah. Like, vote Howard Duck for president. Um, that's a, that's, I have the that's Star worth Wars. It's worth a pretty penny, right? Yeah. Yep. But the Star um, Wars vault. I got given that as a present <laughs> for being a good guide, showing a couple of people around, uh, around Eastern Scotland. Nice. <laughs> that's a nice gift. Oh, and what? I got. I didn't give you mine, did I? And I had it already. Yeah, that was I remember it, yeah. you put it up. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody want these? Yeah. I got the celebration of Spider-Man, and yeah. the celebration of the Joker. Oh. The Joker's that big hardback one. The Spider-Man one's even bigger, big hardback. Mm. But that the Spider-Man one, interestingly, is sort of at the start of the time the uh, sequel with uh, Alfred Molina was released. And the Joker one was only just released just after the um, Heath Ledger, yeah. 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 So there we go. That's I'm trying to make up for my uh, not bringing uh, the adequate. Well, see, well, well you mentioned a few things there. They are, they are interesting. Let me see if I get I get the death threats again. <laughs> we go to that point. Mm-hmm. Death threats and everything. Yeah. 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 Mm. Remember, you, remember, you he had a really good time. I thought Bob yeah, was great. Yeah. Oh, but <coughs> remember, remember, David threatened to kill me once because uh, I brought out a film list, which was only intended <laughs> to be ten. <laughs> you said well, to me, you said no, to no, me, when he's halfway <laughs> halfway down the list, you're trying to work out ways of trying to kill me before I got to the end of the My list. My film list, I started with ten, and then I ended up with thirty something. And uh, I think, all in all, at the end, it was fifty-nine or something like that. I've still got it written down. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it goes like it goes like you you did more than ten as well. You did. Like, oh yeah. You, you, but you did like eighteen. You know, not too bad. Uh, David, I think you were just over by like one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. I got bang on the ten, so it's like you know, wee bit, wee bit, wee bit, <laughs> and then the rest of the page. It goes on and on. It's an art book. It was an A one art book, and I managed to fill the whole fucking page with titles. Yeah, you just you just give his space to Mike, and he'll he'll fill it up. You know, let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the relevant <coughs> non-fiction book about comics that you brought? Well, you already started, so just yeah, yeah. yeah. the relevant one. Yes, you could have got the relevant one that you, you brought. You could have just said, oh, I just brought the one. Ah, yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Here we go. yeah, How Comics Work by Dave Gibbons and Tim uh, Pilcher. 
Mm. That's a nice one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one. Mm-hmm. The good mm. ones, certainly. Yep. And these sort of books do help. Yeah. Got a lot of good roughs and pencils in it. Yeah, there's a lot I, I of like photographs, pencils, there's yeah. covers, there's lots of things. I like seeing that. There's lots of stuff going on there. It's like it's a nice book, that one. I'm still really fascinated the way he does his entire page and a wee <coughs> draws a wee square to oh, lay it all out. I just mm. think, man, that thumbnail could, that sort of thing. Work for me. Expands and works on it. Yeah. That looks good, yeah. <coughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lovely one, that mm-hmm. one, the Dayfield ones one. How come it's worked? Just as well I brought that in, I, I thought, you know, if I bring in these books, they're just going to laugh at me for bringing the wrong topic, so oh. I'll bring in books about things that happen in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll always laugh at you, mate. There's, there's no way around it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and think about what you can do. I'm, I'm like oh, the, the I'm like the Dennis Healy of the comic world. <laughs> no matter what I do, I seem to dig myself deeper. You're a hero, Mike. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I become the Mister Magoo of heroes. <laughs> yeah, good choice, Mike. That's a good Cheers. one. Pro one, but it's a it's a really good one. I'm a good one. Still or sparkling? Sparkling. Fuck off. All, all your guests. Sweaty feet. <clears throat> all your guests keep getting the answer wrong. No, they keep getting it right. You hear it every time as well. I always go. Uh huh. Yes. You say something like three people have said Spartan or something. Yeah, was it even that? Yeah. Was it three? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good to know. There's three cultured people. Oh, God. Out there. <laughs> well, I start on mine. Yeah, if you want. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. I'm going to go last, but just purely because I'll right. bring the ones that you know are about things, but I've never read. Uh, it, used, it used to be back in the day that if you got a book about something, that kind of validated the topic. Yep. Back in the days before the internet and before yeah, showing your age books now. didn't mean anything. <laughs> well, look at this one. This is quite a nice. Hey, the Penguin Grandpa. Book of Comics. The Penguin Book. Of, oh my gosh. Mm, this cost one pound twenty-five. <laughs> this was like seventies. Uh, and it has a right to smell. Oh yeah, first published 67, 71. This was one I picked up from a like, second-hand bookstore in the 80s. Uh, and I remember, oh, a book about comics. That's the level we were at. There was actually a book about comics. I had to get this. Watch out. And uh, it's quite a nice collection, you know. Yep. Um, I think this was the first book that had Crazy Cat in it. Oh, and nice. That blew my mind. I was like, what's this? But then you start reading it going, actually, this is good. I love Crazy Cat. Is that Popeye? Yeah, Popeye. <laughs> so this is this was like the only book about comics I had for a long time. Mm, I noticed that it's not all for kids either. No, it's kind of like a pretty serious for, history. Yeah. I mean, kind. I mean, the Penguin book of comics. Penguin was pretty synonymous with kids' books in that well, some of the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's a nice one. Have a look through that. Have many of you come across wow. that before? I don't think no, I've never seen that one no. before. That's a piece of history then. I think once that book reaches Tom's hands, that's it. We can leave oh, Tom yeah. for about... Yeah, there's plenty of let's, let's give out. I would say ten, fifteen minutes in the corner. and It's the, it's the sound. It's like, you know, when you see the dream, the dream sequences in films and it goes... It's like that. <laughs> 
Fritz the Cat. Barbarella, Fritz the Cat. Oh, this was a cover of a Marvel comic. That seems unlikely. The, the odd Popeye one. What? No. Yeah? Nah. Yeah, look. Cover of a Marvel comic was deliberately exploits the surrealist quality. Page two, three, Salvador Darling. That's on a previous page. Ah. Oh. What's this one then? Naked Popeye. <laughs> From TV Century Twenty One. Hmm. I am going to be some time, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Dave. Next. Next one. Okay. Mike, there's a log jam. <laughs> I know some pills might help with that. <laughs> I thought it, but I didn't, I didn't go there. No, Mike did. Mike did. <laughs> okay, another, another name of the, of the uh, old days was Dennis Gifford. The International Book of Comics. So it's 1984 now. But he's done books before this. Is it Gifford or G4? What? This guy had like the biggest collection (laughs) of comics going for years. Dennis Gifford. Oh, really? Loads of British stuff. He died, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And he's... And and I remember his massive collection was just kind of split up and splintered all over the place. You know, there was no... It wasn't taken on as a whole collection. Um, But these books were great at the time. Again, showing my age, but before the internet, you know, you didn't just go what. So actually, seeing all these covers mm. in, a, in a book was it was just like a treasure trove, you know. Yeah. And there was so much stuff you had never even heard of looking through these books. And then there was stuff you have heard of. You had you had your favourite pages that had the stuff you liked on it. So have a look through that, Dennis Gifford. I'm sure I've got four or five of his books. Was that a good one? Was it hard for them to sell sell it all off as a job lot because it probably would have been too much money? It was like a lifetime's collection. Yeah. So it would have been like a massive job. You would have had to get get somebody on it. It would have cost a fortune really as well, probably, if they were selling it on. Probably. Tarzan comics. Used to like Tarzan comics. Used to get British ones of them as well. Really? Yeah, they were good. I've still got a few in the house. This is a fantastic book, this one. Yeah, it's nice. All the photographs, I mean... That has been... And I like the way they... Most of the colour on one side. Mm. And you're reading on the left the book most of it very visual so when you're browsing the book it's very catchy Bumbi that's a Spanish one that was actually an editorial in Spain a publisher in Spain you've brought two quite belters (laughs) very 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 popular in the 70s 60s and 70s my friend Tony Tony he collects that and he has originals Mm-hmm. Of the of this particular artist and this um, uh, publisher, mm-hmm. he showed me that last summer when I was there, because he bought some of the originals. It's the Phantom taking down the Japanese and it's the war it's flag, comics. Yeah. Young allies. I can't remember the Phantom mm-hmm. going about in with a cape on. I think he was always he was always in a purple suit. But that's, that's not the Phantom. Is it not? No. He's got the skull and crossbones. Yeah, this is another character. It's, it's like almost him. exactly the same, like the same cowl, the same yeah, physique. But it's not, the same. That's no. You mean Lee Fox? Yeah, Lee Fox. The fal- No, it's not him. 
could be anything because there were so many there were so many at the time in the 40s there were so many superheroes that we don't know now. Mm. not even Marvel and DC um, picked up the rights or all decided to follow because there yes. were so many copies of copies of them because there was yeah there was Captain America but there were like as I say here Captain Freedom Major Liberty the American Eagle Fighting Junk Yankee Eagle Miss Victory Liberty Bell and they're all essentially just the same idea mm -hmm. yeah this, this is fantastic this is a really really good book Dave yeah I've always loved it okay so those two were those two were kind of local things in bookshops or that over mm -hmm. the years but then started the going Grim to Reaper sorry sorry really sorry I didn't mean to it's mm. the, the Grim Reaper. It's alright, I don't mind somebody just screaming the, the Grim Reaper at me. <laughs> it's the Grim Reaper and Spectral. Ah, right, okay. See, these things bug you, so you need to find Sorry, them. yeah, that was... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's alright. I got absorbed. Right, I'm now moving on to this one, the new comics. This is different in that now I'm going to comic shops in Glasgow and stuff. Mm. And this is full of interviews with lots of different people, different sections, originators, Will Eisner, Harvey Kurtzman, Robert Crumb, Men in Tights, Miller, Sinkovich, Jagan, Moore, Gibbons, Undergrounds section, The New Comics, Peter Bagg, Mobius, Howard Cruz, now Howard Cruz has just died, I must mention, yeah. Howard Cruz, yep. sad to see him go, mm -hmm. stuck on the way. One of the best comics ever. It's a shame. Yeah. So Jonathan Miller passed away as well recently. He yes. sometimes caught well in the in its early days he contributed to Private Eye. Gary yeah. Rhodes. Mm. Clive James is gone. I know. Both the same day. Mm. So this was a, a great book that I read, read, and read. And this this was like a different thing. These first two books are like great because they're comics. This was, okay, now we're starting to dig into it. We're getting to see what these people think making the comics. These are more in-depth. I mean, they're, they're all collected from the Comics Journal. It's a book of interviews from the Comics Journal. That's the Tommy's context gone. of it. That's, he has done it. He's just a sniffing that's, an old book. That's awesome, though. Is that... So is that, is that basically came out around the exact same time they were all coming up? I think that was like 1990 or so, that book. So Journal had been going over 10 years. I was going to say. I'd been interviewing them along the way yeah. and collected this book. They're trying out the book market, I suppose. Yeah. Was it 1990? It's probably when I bought it, 91, 92, something like that. It's around about there. But the rights were different comics is around the 80 from uh -huh. 81 to 88 yeah the different comics is talking about and then I'm that, looking for that an actual collection. date of this particular yeah it's around about there uh, November 1988 oh there you go so it'd been out a couple of years so that's bang on <clears throat> like or just after that whole comics grow up Mm. they brought that book out on the back of that I mean this is fantastic I mean just looking at oh, who yeah. he's talking about is it Will Eisner Harvey Kurtzman Robert Crumb Fran Miller Bill Sankiewicz 
Howard Chaikin, Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons, Jay Lynch, Gilbert Shelton, Fred Todd, Ron uh, Baumgart, Manuel Spain Rodriguez, Kim Dage, Justin Green, Bill Griffith, Art Spiegelman, you know, Peter Bagg, Harvey Baker, uh, Gary Panther, Matt Groening, Bill Watterson, I mean, uh, Jim Muebius Giro, <coughs> I mean, Howard Cruz, Hernandez Brothers. Mm-hmm. You can see awesome. why I picked it up. Yeah, exactly. It's just a fantastic. <laughs> and that's pre Simpsons, Matt Groening. I'm sure in that interview in there, he's like, oh, they're, they're, they have the whole interview, but he's comics, and it gets to like near the end, and he says, yeah, I'm developing this thing for telly, you know, so maybe that'll come on or something. <laughs> it's like a wee bit at the end. It's so just interviews to all these um, authors. That's fantastic. That's really good. So there would have been a, a time when my book collection on comics was like. Those three books, that was it. Yeah. Wow. Because well, there just wasn't a lot. And then well, that's stuff. Really, three really good ones, though. Yeah, good three to get started on. Absolutely. Well, after that, and this, yeah, Roger Sabin's book, Adult Comics and Introduction. This was an absolute killer, this book. It's still one of my favourites. And this really. Looking back on it now, I see it in the context that this is actually like an academic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I didn't know anything about that. To me, it was just another book about comics, and it was just full of great chapters and good ideas. Oh, there's a nice wee bookmark. Look. The Stamp Collector. Oh, nice. Has just flown oh, that in oh, there. That's oh. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> They're really nice. Yeah, you like them as well with yeah. the animals. Really that. good. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of great chapters in this book. And this had good distribution. This was just in John Menzies in town. The, the gist of this idea was adult comics. Oh, there, there's adult comics now. Oh, careful. But they're not, they're not actually new. He says comics have always been made for adults. And then he goes down all the decades telling you about comics for adults. So that's the, the basic idea of it. <coughs> And there's loads of great stuff in here as well. What, what's the chapters in here? Britain, first adult comics, kids stuff, undergrounds, 2000 AD, blah, 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 Viz, United States, Seduction of the Innocent. Uh-huh. Great stuff. Oh, that's right. And the, uh, the, co- the comics code, the actual comics code is in here. Right, okay. So you can you can read it. Like what it actually is. Yeah. Mm. Appendix one, the code of the <coughs> Comics Magazine Association. I remember there was a about ten years ago there was a exhibition on in Edinburgh and they had the code and they had it up on walls, all typed out, you know. And I thought, oh, I've got that now. It's an adult comics. This is a great book, well worth a read. I just uh, this is still one of my favourites. I'm saying that yeah. about all of them, but this really I is been a Oh yeah, good writer. Excellent writer. Yeah. Very knowledgeable. And it was it was following on from that thing of the journal in the Fantagraphics writers, which was just like we're not really arguing that comics are for adults. They just are, and here what I were telling you about it now, and here's yeah. a load of information. So that that was really good. There you are. Just open up some random. 
Spanish magazine, El mm-hmm. Tibora, which is, was a, a very famous magazine in Spain uh-huh. that published all the underground. Vibora. El Vibora. The El Viper. Vibora. Oh. The Viper. That would be the translation. Mm. You, you read that? I read some of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I used to see it in the news agents when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Ah, yeah. Then, that... But yeah, when I got older, then I was able to, to buy it. Yeah. Uh, without getting into trouble. That's kind of what I remember of like Warrior. But that had all the underground, Spanish underground comics artists mm-hmm. and independent artists starting in magazines like that. Mm. And you also would get stuff from the States, uh, artists from the States or Europe or United, or United Kingdom or whatever. And that might reach Spain and the publishers decided, okay, yeah, let's publish this. This is cool. This is mm. not. So, yeah. It lasted for many years, mm-hmm. and it was an excellent work by the the main editor of the magazine at that time. Good taste. Uh, he had really good taste. Yeah. And yeah, it was the magazine. It was the because at that time you had Zona 84, <coughs> which it didn't last very long. Fimoc, which it was a magazine that lasted for many many decades. It was really really good. Uh, sadly disappeared at the end of the 90s and if you wanted something even edgier than that then it was El Vibora mm, that was the edgy and one and it was the edgier one wow. of the of the two of them Thimok published a lot of European uh, Franco, Belgium um, comics, Italian and then later in the 90s they started to do some stuff that like Dark Horse used to publish in here in the United States and mm. stuff from Geoff Darrow, Frank Miller, Dave Gibbons, just to name a few. Yeah. Uh, they started to publish that in CMOC. But yeah, Vibora was edgier. They would do mm. stuff like, I don't know, the Fire Freak Brothers or, I don't know, just to say, just to, say, to give you an example of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. They were going for Crumb, they were going for Peter Bag, they were going for that sort of uh, uh, comic. It's still well-known, really good, but yeah, it, there, there, there was a niche that they knew to publish and, and they were going for that. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, great, great book, this one. But I mean, again, he's, a, he's an excellent, very knowledgeable guy, excellent writer as well. I wish he'd write more books. Yeah. But, you know, he's got a life to live. Yeah, that, that one with that um, the red cover in adult comics in big letters, for many years, that was the one whenever I had visitors in house. Funnily enough, their hand would go towards that one. <laughs> they wanted to have a look at it and oh, then look did, through did it. Have and boobs and, kind, and wheelies and Yeah, it was kind of disappointment oh, as they looked through it. It's oh. all letters. What's going adult on? Adult comics. <laughs> But really interesting. Yeah, they would have been thrown off even more from the front. Comics, 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 sex. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. Comics, 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 comics. Yeah. It's, fun, it's funny because his face changes as well. Yeah, yeah that book was monumental for me. Alright, what else? Okay. Right, I'm going to jump to this one. Mm-hmm. You know this one? Tom Spurgeon, who just died as well, recently. Mm-hmm. He did this book about Stan Lee. Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I got one. 
This was a really interesting book. Good title. Stan Lee and the Rise and Fall of the American Comic Book. Mm. So Stan Lee also did a book around about the same time as this. His own book, you know, on the front. Excelsior. Yeah. yeah. I'm great, or whatever it was. And here's, here's the massive the success story. That was me, how I came from humble beginnings to the, be the comics man. It's mentioned in the... I've, I read that as well, I enjoyed that, yeah. you know, but this one was like a good counterpoint to that, even from that title, you know that, The Rise and Fall of the American Comic, and there he is on the back, Spider-Man's movie's just come out and he's at the premiere, and uh, this is, I've really liked this, this one I think is a bit more rigorous than the book he wrote himself, you know about his life so it's it's quite it goes through the decades up to at that time current 2002 great to read this and uh yeah once again jordan Raphael and tom spurgeon we miss tom spurgeon mm-hmm. well, that's it that's a good read did you read stanley's own book that he wrote no no you, well, you, you probably have read it anyway, even though you've not read it, you know. You can imagine it, and it's like yeah. that all the way through. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining, you know. Is it much like the comic book one? The comic book one. There was a, a comic book one that was like the spectacular Stanley or something like that, wasn't it? Oh, oh that Colleen uh, Doran drew. I never. I think so, yeah. I never read that. Had him on the front properly, like. Yeah. yeah I've read that one. Yeah. Was that, you brought that one time, didn't you? Was that good? From the library, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's Somebody good. got that into the library, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Right, I've got a couple of books from the late two thousands. These are Dark Horse went through a wee Will Eisner sort of spell. Dark Horse books. So this is Will Eisner's shop talk. Comics legend Will Eisner interviews industry pioneers. They've got everybody there. Neil Adams, C.C. Beck, Milton Kniff, Jack Davis, Lou Fine, Gil Kane, Jack Kirby, Joe Cooper, Harvey Kurtzman, and they're, uh, Phil Sewell Joe Simon. They're going into the their, how they work, what they think about the business. You know, come on, Will Eisner <coughs> sitting chatting with Gil Kane, do you know what I mean? It's like come a on. solid gold. Yes. And that's just one interview in there. I couldn't resist getting that book when it came out. I think it's a collection of things he did in a magazine or something. Maybe the Spirit magazine. Yeah, here we go. Previously serialised in the now out of print Spirit magazine and Will Eisner Quarterly. So very interesting. Great book. I'll go this way. And then another one which was a new new interview at the time. Eisner Miller. And it's the two of them sitting discussing how they work. And of course Miller totally worships Eisner as you know. Oh my god, look at him. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're saying that based on what he looks like now. Because yes. he is like in the space of about eight years, he yeah. completely he now looks, aged. He now looks like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, him again. The Grim Reaper. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> are, are we talking about the Marvel minus version? the cape? <laughs> what was that? Are we talking about the Marvel version? Yeah. So minus the cape. Uh, yeah, he now looks like he's at death. I remember them sitting discussing in this book. Something like, it was something like pencils and a drawing tool or something. It's, it's ink. You need it needs to be a pen. It was something like that. 
can't remember the details of it, but I remember going, oh, wait, what? And they're both just sitting agreeing. And I remember thinking at that point, I wanted somebody else to be there going, oh, what do you mean? Explain that, you know, because they both just agreed. And I was sitting going, well, what do you mean? I'm not going to... Funnily enough, on that topic... Is that ringing a bell? Not necessarily for them, but um, I remember an interview they were doing to the Cooper brothers, Uh Andy and Adam, which are sons of Joe Cooper. And they were talking about that and and how Joe Cooper, that, that is to say, no, no, you're just doing directly with your pen. Oh, your ink it yeah. directly. And I say, what do you mean? See, there's no room for error. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Just throw it. What comes properly. out? Comes out. That's it. I like. Kind of like that page. idea. Yeah. And I thought, oh, guys, excuse me. And and I can't remember if it was Adam or Andy. They were saying, and and then you go, but even now I couldn't do that. I mean, at the time when I was starting as an artist, I mm. couldn't come up to have the the confidence, mm. the ability. And just the the bravura of just go that's it. Mm. What comes out that's it. And 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 then, and he was yeah. saying now now that I'm a professional, I've been doing this for years, and I can see what my dad was meaning and and saying. So that's mm. interesting. Yeah, it's, talking yeah. about between Eisner and Miller talking yeah. about pencil is not really yeah actually the ink the the. the in terms of practice, I'm getting interested in that. I was sitting drawing the other day and I just did it with a pen. It was just that I was drawing who was in the room. Mm-hmm. It was at the comics club, actually. The kids were all drawing and Rebecca yeah. was sitting there and I just sat and started drawing them with a pen. I think, yeah, interesting. It's like you don't get it all right, but it's just, well, ignore that and carry on, you know. Yeah, just get the right line. Yeah, just draw the right line on. The, the red line, that the one. Yeah, you do the wrong one first, and then you go. Oh, that, oh well, and then you just carry on. And yeah. yeah. Any, it was an interesting exercise. I'm going to do more of that. I think. I could be so, wrong. So that, sorry, I just interrupted. But no, it just, that was it good was, connection. Because yeah. it just it reminds me of There's that. something you've got to think about. I think drawing comics. I could be wrong, but I think that's how Elizabeth Questrite works. Right. Okay. Like she does everything in Straight in. That looked like Byron. There are a few artists that just day. do that. Yeah. They, and yeah. they do a, a very light rough in yeah. tape part or in a thumbnail. And they enlarge it and then yeah. the rest is just ink and they just do it with a pen or, yeah. or ink it. I think you end up with different kinds of drawings when you do that. That's what I've been enjoying about it. It looks different. It's a different style. It's scary, but it's like, well, who cares anyway? It's scary, yeah, yeah. Let's go do it. I saw, Amer- I saw American Health there. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, Miller yeah. was really into Bag and Kachalka and that later on. I'm finding myself finding little strips of Kachalka here and there on the yeah. net and just mm-hmm. going, fuck, I want, like, all of them. Diamond, yeah. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, like, I'm just finding myself more and more going... Aye, they're they're going to end up on the on the wish list. That's the real deal, man. Yeah, I just love that. I, you know, well, I've said to you, I love when simple design stuff that has something to say. Yeah. When somebody's able to just bang out something like that, nice and quick. Jeffrey Brown. Brown. Yeah. Uh, James yeah. Cachalpi. Yeah. Mm. Um, like Watson and everything. Like it's just the confidence in the line. Mm-hmm. It's, they're so simple designs, but such sheer confidence. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. So difficult. Watson's something entirely different. That's his whole other. That's yeah. a whole other level. You know what I mean? Most mm-hmm. of these people look up to 
yeah. it's something clear, but but you know what I mean. Like yeah. when I say that, yeah. it's it's because all those people take from him that it's, it's the apparent simplicity. Yes. of the drawing. Yeah, it's taken years to get to that point. To get that yeah. part. It's, it's, if you look into example, to something more into superheroes or or kind of another more open market comic like mm. Mike Mignola. Yeah. Yeah. To reach the point that he reached when he did Hellboy. And you look at Hellboy and someone who is knowledgeable in comics and they go, yeah, actually the art is very simple, it's very rudimental. And you go, hey, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's art. It's yeah. To reach that point where mm-hmm. it's just those few lines and the amount of thing and how he plays with the chiaroscuro, yeah. that is just amazing that's skill it's absolute skill and talent yeah. and how he plays with the negative yeah. spaces and Love that. and that is just pure art that's mm-hmm. my Mignola. and yeah i mean uncle chalka and jeffrey brown as tom was just, saying it's just the, so the apparent simplicity mm-hmm. of yeah. it but actually it's just the very few lines that are put in the right place yeah yeah, yeah. Because if that if that had been if that arm had been any more longer or any more bent or anything like that, it just wouldn't look like an arm. Who did you bring? A few that was last year, yeah. and you show us. It was an artist. I can't remember now. Oh, similar type of thing. The idea it? of it's just very simple. I think it was like a bird and Toth. A, Toth. Alex Toth. Yeah, Toth. Alex Toth. I wasn't <laughs> thinking to say Toth because I thought he's not forgotten Toth's name. No, no, Alex so Toth. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember. I could see the page. Yeah, I could see the bird. Just I could like see outrageous. just absolutely outrageous. It's just yeah. the, it, it was the hat. I remember you talking about the hat, the, hat, the perfect line. Yeah, for the hat. It's all all in a wonder, but you've all got each kink and everything. Just he's one of them that you know. They talk about like you look at the art and you go, oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to throw away all your yeah, pens. What, what am I doing here? Forget it. Toth does that for me. It's like ah. I remember he did one. He had one, and it Fucking was a drawing of like it was drawing of like a car going through the desert, and it was a panel, and it was like a wee dot, and it was a line, and the line had bits on it that looked like the dust coming off, and you just looked, and it was like what the fuck? <laughs> He's drawing a desert and a car, and everything behind it, and, and it's like a line and a dot, <laughs> and you're just sitting going, and on the page it was like balanced yeah. every other knew, one, and you knew where it was. Yeah, yeah, that was the and other it, thing. And like, it just matches the balance, the the, the structure of the whole page, ah. the vis, how it, the flow, everything. It's great. It's, it's, it's really brilliant. It's unreal. It's so underrated, yeah. all this stuff. I think only it's a it's an artist's artist. Yeah, it's one of those that yeah. general public yeah. is so underrated because they don't know it. Well, because you just look and go, oh, a nice sample. But but it did, no, yeah. no, but wait a minute, look what just happened. No, wait a second. You yeah. knew what that was, you, and it's I, perfect. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. just easier to appreciate loads of detail, and I mean, which can be really nice as well, yeah. done properly. But yeah. some of them just doing that to cover up the yeah. stuff. It's yeah. not very good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a million bits here. Ah, no. See, that's why I quite like. Um, that's why I quite like um, Francesca Francavilla's mm-hmm. stuff because it is is very much just like here's yes. the lines. That's mm, like, there's no yes. tiny detail. Yeah, he just fucking yes. he, and he, he does a lot of live videos as well where you watch oh. him doing it with just brush and ink, and yeah. it's like it's done within seconds. You it's know, amazing, he just goes right blank bit of paper, mm. and you're like, what the fuck? 
tasty. I mean, yeah, he's one of the ones he does in October, and I, I, mm-hmm. I just throw in the towel straight away. I look at it and go, <laughs> fuck off. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> he did it, this, this song in October, he did, like, the list. It was Stephen King. And he, he actually, first of all, first of all, painted a whole picture of Stephen King holding a big, massive, blank bit of paper. Now, you can see on this blank bit of paper, there's nothing on it. At all. There's no like pencil lines, no nothing. And here he is just going down the list, writing straight on with ink mm-hmm. the the names of each one that he's done for each day. And he's just writing them straight on, like, fuck spelling mistakes, just go for it. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? And he's doing yeah. it live on camera, so there's no mistaking in this is what it is. And then he mm-hmm. goes and does the picture and you're like, fucking hell. It's just, it's well, that, this. that is the, that's what is so awesome with Fast and quick artists. Yeah. Really good artists that are that yeah. fast. Yeah. Yep. It's, I, it's just. Mm-hmm. Frank Miller, not now, but in his heyday in, in Marvel, for example, we did Daredevil and things like that. Mm. He, he would do a few lines and he would duplicate everything there in the fight with the ninjas and the darkness and the shallows and Daredevil jumping and throwing yeah. his stick and changing the. the the, the the camera angle and how you were looking into it uh, it's, mm-hmm. and you would look at it and you go oh, f- <laughs> fuck off <laughs> I mean, how, how, how does he do it because yeah. you would look at another artist and the more detail you know clean and etc at that time you know like John Byrne again really fast guy mm-hmm. at that time but completely different style mm-hmm. very detailed with Frank Miller more rudimental mm-hmm. dirtier there was more Just, Shadow light came on there, but so good. Oh, it's just. I remember his storytelling at the time was really oh, confusing. You know, like not confusing because <clears throat> it was con- it was different. Y- it was different because he it was pages and pages of things moving and people moving and. It was, I remember reading it, it wasn't going, quite the Marvel and you way. followed it, yeah, and you're it like, was "Where's the writing?" I remember feeling like, "Where's the writing?" You know, no, it's, it's you know, because Chris Claremont and John Byrne, you know, yeah, yeah. there's the writing. That's no, right there. You need to you know. know. It's just so it was different. I mean, especially as a kid at the time, oh. that was a whole other thing. Because I hadn't read manga or any of that then. But I remember they did. They released. Oh, it's yeah, just, it was good. I had the whole run, and it's one of those comics that once a year I just sit down mm. and I just. And the, the clothes Johnson inks. Just yeah, it. it's just perfect, beautiful. It's, it's absolute. Great team. symbiotic yeah. union. There, there's no mm-hmm. one finish. The other. No, it's just it's Daredevil. It's, oh, good stuff. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we need to settle down after that. We got emotional. There. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's, sorry. It's just the start line. Let's just get, get on to the next. Stuff. But another thing, another <laughs> thing that you were saying with you were saying with details though, like yeah. not not to not to dis- disparage on like hyper detailed stuff mm-hmm. just when I think about hey I'm a huge fan of Arthur Adams John Byrne yeah, I mean yeah, all the yeah, artists yeah. don't get me wrong you no, know? no 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 no, no I'm just, it's just a different style I'm just thinking about on a bit of a, a bit of a tangent with Derf mm-hmm. stuff oh, as yeah. well yeah. There's, there's loads of little and there's a lot of details bits, in yeah. him yeah, and he's got, he's got a lot of his lines as well there's a lot of novels and stuff yeah there's no straight lines no but there's not a single straight line but just oh unbelievable there's not a single straight line they're all just everything's it's like wonky. It's yeah. unbelievable, and everything's elongated as well. Like all these guys, they've got like 
really long horse faces and yeah. big long limbs it's, but they work they work so perfectly everything works within its own world because it's all the same shape and dimensions and oh, I'm, oh. <laughs> you know yeah. another, another tangent I, I was at a, a Star Wars con thing 10 plus years ago and the, the, somebody did a talk on trading cards right and a lot of them they, they draw a picture you know mm. yeah and so you had one that was a really detailed artist I can't actually I can't remember either artist but one of them he went love, I love this card this guy was the card expert you know and he's drawing it and it's wonderful and it's this and it's that you know and then he had another one and uh, he says, no, this one, I think they were just taking the mic a bit or something. He didn't like this one so much. But it was, you know, do you remember in Return of the Jedi, there's the blue... He's a Muppet, and he's mm-hmm. playing the keyboard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, and he's got like an elephant yes. blue yes. thing. Yes. It was a drawn of him, but it was like three or four lines. It was like... And I went... Well, you, I was sitting amazed at this drawing, this four lines, and it was that thing. It yeah. Went, Captured it totally, but he looked at me. Oh no, you know he could have made an effort, sort of thing. You know, I thought, oh, he's nailed it. And the artist yeah. has nailed it. So that was a they, similar thing. What they didn't realise was the practice that's went the years of practice oh, yeah. has got to get to the point of creating a whole image out of four lines. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. That's what I was saying about Rachel yeah. Smith when she uh, drew in the book. Remember, I said, and she drew, she drew a little smiley face as well, because she only spent less than. Twenty seconds, right. and she'd drawn her whole head, yeah. hair, winking eye, smile, top half of the shoulders, everything. She just went done, and she'd signed it and everything as well. I was thinking, fucking, that's mm-hmm. some practice, mm-hmm. yeah. And to have your own unique style for that as well yeah. is just unreal because it could be right, so easy to do something really like that and ape somebody else's style. Mm. But to get your own thing and be able to do it quick as fuck. Yeah, she's obviously developed that yeah. over, oh, over yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unreal. Okay, next one I've got is another... Uh, oh, nice. Tales to Astonish by Ronan Rowe. Jack Kirby, Stan Lee and the American comic book revolution. I uh, enjoyed this as well. This one was a bit... Um, it was a bit soap opera-y. To me, beginning, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like I was getting sucked. It was like almost a fiction thing, yeah. but it was all well. I'm gonna say it was all true. It's a true story of, of Stan and Jack, definitely on the side of it being like Jack had all the talent, really. Well, you know, you know where it's coming from, like you can go Stan or you can go Jack. Yeah, this one, this one's going more Jack, but it's not saying Stan was nothing. Stan was the man; he was running it all. He was doing all, blah blah. But if you got, if you get a feel off it, you feel like it's on Jack's side. So you know, that doesn't put me off it because I'm sort of on Jack's side as well, to be honest. But it's a, uh, it was another good read, another good take on the, uh, the the Stan Lee book from Thomas Burgeon. Another insight into mm-hmm. to the Marvel comics. Yeah, Barda-like. Barda-esque <laughs> figure on the back. So that one, yeah. Do you know, I actually had that book and it was one of those that sat on my shelf for like 12 years or something. And it was one of my stints doing Night Shift. I thought, what will I read? I thought, I'll read this. I've had it for ages, you know. And I, and I actually once I got going very quickly, battered I was through gonna it. Say. It was really interesting and good. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's very light on 
illustrations. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's any in it, but mm. um, that's how you got. But the reading it was fine anyway. I was going to say that's how you got bars through it so much quicker. Yeah, yeah, it's just all pure text. Yeah, good one. Okay, what else? I've got, I've got a book. They do these books of interviews with different filmmakers, comics people. This one, Peter Bag Conversations. Oh. University Press of Mississippi. A mast. Yeah, yeah, I had to get it. It goes over the decade. Okay, so it's a mast that has oh, yeah. to be in the I think this was like a Christmas present that yeah. year. It was like, I'll be having that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was a great one, The From Hell Companion. Ooh. Oh, a yeah. book that Eddie Campbell put together. And, you know, if you like From Hell anyway, I think everybody here likes From Hell. Mm -hmm. um, I've never read it. Oh, oh, right, okay. Am I going to have to fight my way out and then escape? No, you're fine. No, I think you'd like it. Okay, out. 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 I, I, I can be educated, see? <laughs> Well, because like it's Eddie Campbell that's put all this together, it's from all these notes, all he, all these ideas about every issue of it, every chapter of it as he went along. You've got all these scribbles mm. on figuring it out on his jotter there. It's got loads of research. It's just, this was such a good read, I loved it. When did this book come out? I got, this was another Christmas present and it was one of those, just took up the whole, oh, 2013, there you go, so it's... Just get him on. Did, did Moore actually have an input in putting that together? Or no, just, just I think Eddie Campbell just put it all together. Right, just because um, it's got him on the front. Yeah, well, it's Alan Moore and Eddie. I mean, it's full just up, because it's, it's, full it's, up. it's, uh, it's got right. all the script. You right. get all the script, right. and it's everything that Alan Moore's writing. There's photos of them going around. Did you ever read the recolored? You know, that's coming out recolored. No, no I've read the. I had a black set and thought, uh, no. It's too big a change for me. It's like when the coloured fever went there. The black and white version of it. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. First reaction from Tom. Jesus. Mm. I say it's, it's reading his scripts again. It's been a long oh. time since I've seen an Alan Moore script. Yeah. Oh, they panel, are. Panel two. Yeah. Three panels on the central tier are all from the same shot. In the foreground, what we basically see are the hands of just fucking like. It's heavy. I know, but what? Oh, it's amazing! Amount like, of like, 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 information given. Yeah, like amazing. I think it's incredible that he's actually taking the time to sit down and do something like that, and and go yeah. so full into it. And you can clearly tell the research and time and effort that's gone into it. But in that same respect, you've got like there's got to be the artist has literally got to be sitting there going, "I've got a lot ahead of me." Fucking hell. Yes. Not in a negative. It's not even in a negative sense. It's literally just like. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not fucking around. You're playing with the big boys yeah, now. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to make a fucking work at art here now. Yeah. So get ready to get to work. Yeah. You'd be fucking delighted with the honour of having a go at it. Yeah. Well, Dave Givens mm. always fucking loved it, didn't he? Yeah. He used to say himself, I'd pick it out, but yeah. it's a script from Alan Moore. I'm not going to turn it down. Mm -hmm. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I'm sure Eddie Campbell was exactly the same. Oh, amazing. Sorry. What have you spotted now? Picture of the... Yeah, there's photos of them wandering around getting reference pictures and things. That's so cool. It just it looks great. Like it's, it's like just yep. two masses of hair. <laughs> Cousin it. One big and one small. It's great. But it's just so emblematic of the times. And seeing the jackets and everything as well. God, Alan Moore looks great. May I have some fluid, please? 
What do you want? What? <laughs> yeah, that that. Um, I'm not sure if there's a joke connected to this about it being Spot flat or still. Yeah, there is. Oh, come on. Water. Flat or still. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice only Mike that's why you just said like, yeah, flat, flat, or flat or still sparkling uh, or still and, and what did you get neither mm. flat or still there we are <laughs> flat or still if that's your options I'll <laughs> that I'll have flat or still please there you go oh dear it's just a wee brain fart but I'll do it thanks brain farts yeah they're good right I'm going to move on to my last book now yes comic book hero Barry Tomlinson. Nice. And I got this this past year because I got the Death Wish collection from Speed Comic. And and I was enjoying reading it so much because I'd read it when I was a kid and I thought, I want to interview Barry Tomlinson. So before I did that, though, I got his book to get to read up on. He, he was in, like an editor on all the British comics. Like Eagle, Tiger, and all that kind of thing. Lion. Kind of up to the 90s. So, uh, really, and this is a very light and breezy book. He's just saying, hey, I, do you know, it's almost like he says, I went to work this day, and it was great. We did this. Then we went for lunch. It was brilliant. He seems dead on beat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the whole thing. I actually read this, and I says to him, I enjoyed your book. It made me feel jealous of the job you had. <laughs> the way you'd presented it. It was like, that would have been great. Yeah. And of course, he was like, yeah, it was. Yeah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, really upbeat, as you said. Did you did you speak to him as in like actually speak to him speak to him? It was email. Um, oh, email. Email interview right. I did with him. Yeah, I just like to try and make them read like I'm actually talking to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wondered if I just wondered if you'd actually, if you'd done it and then transposed it. No. He's already gone. Here we go. Yeah, I saw a lot like that hot shot Hamish. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Is it? Yeah. The one who was always worried about his sheep in the, the Outer Hebrides. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny, that. I, I liked that one. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would get that from Hellbook just purely for the, the photos. Yeah, yeah. Because it's great seeing... It's a great read. Eddie and... And it's uh, great photos. And Alan both in that time, like, just sitting, sh- shooting, the, shooting the breeze. And, you know, that, that family photo t- style, like, smiles outside of the car... Outside the house and stuff like that. Yep. Oh my goodness! Eddie's sporting that flat top. There's a, a photograph of Henry Cooper shows his power as his fist smashes through the latest copy of Eagle. Mm-hmm. And there's a photograph of Henry Cooper there with a massive hole of his fist sticking out of an Eagle comic. He always had <laughs> loads of sports people and celebrities in the comics, like Eagle and everything. He all, the, those comics were full of like little articles. You know, in fact, it was a lot of the stuff I was least interested in because yeah. I wasn't in the sport. Like here's, here's a great footballer, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, can we get more Dan Derk, please? You know. Uh, what about Roy Castle? <laughs> Roy Castle, um, there he is. There's Goons in the, the, the actor oh. and uh, the record breaker. Yeah, so that one. I mean, you don't learn much. Well, no, you do actually. You learn about the British. They were more laid back, you know, he was just, it was just a laugh. It was just like a laugh, it yeah. seems. The way he presents it, I'm sure it wasn't. There would have been trouble as well. But that book, you get the impression. He just went, 
got up every day, went to work, had a right old laugh, had a big long lunch, came back home again, went, whoa, hey! <laughs> <laughs> that was it! That's good. You know, that's his uh, point of view. Then. Yeah. That's the one saying. I was thinking this was a yeah. magazine from the 70s, and then I noticed Alex Jones is there, in what looks like Pierce Moron. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, he's doing some little local thing in his ah. little village, making magazines. Now that he's retired. <clears throat> so that's my lot, guys. Very good. Well, um, do you know what I was thinking? I almost brought uh, We Told You So, Comics is Art. I thought you were going to bring that. I didn't bring it because it weighs a ton and I've already brought it. <clears throat> I nearly brought the Crazy Cat book, the George Herriman. There was a few I nearly brought and then I thought I'll leave it. Easy. We've covered it already. Easy. Oh, I saw that around Ooh. at the con, the Thought Bubble con, and I thought, that looks interesting. I bought this in Asda. <laughs> right. I'll be back later on. <laughs> it must be a decent price in Asda. <laughs> it, was a, it was a decent price, yes. Much when did you was... get it in Asda? Was it last week? Uh, no, I got that... I want to see what's in it, to see if it's any good. A couple of months ago. Well, they had a browse. It's a so nice they, cover, they, but they, yeah, they look sometimes these so that, books I'm talking fool about you. the Marvel Museum, the story of comics. Yeah. Um, 80 years of Marvel. Yes. Mm. Um, so I did have a look at it, because sometimes these books can be... Yeah, you actually get into them and it's pretty fluffy. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, there's, there's not a great amount of reading, but the illustrations <laughs> themselves oh, that, are Look at that. I mean, okay, really we're off good. to a good so, start. That's a so good pick. Print of the Marvel one, and it gives you the information here. That's sweet, is it? Marvel's comic number one, the date October 1959, first appearance of the original Human Torch, yeah. as well of Namor the Submariner. Uh, but that's just a fantastic illustration there. Jeez, that is nice. Also featuring Kassar the Great, twelve oh. pieces of jungle adventure. <laughs> that's mm. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Let's see what happens after that. There's a wee bit of chronology All right. uh, yeah. from the uh, different illustrators. Oh, jumps mm. about a bit. Yeah, there's there's different. It's okay, you know, for for the price was good. The illustrations were it's a large kind of coffee table Quite a good size. So that is nice. Three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so 1940, 1941. Mm-hmm. So here we're talking about Marvel Mystery Comics Timely. and Captain American Comics. Just to give you some examples of it. Yeah. Um, it's nice as a big art book. Yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's, That's a bit designy and wanky. It's, uh, it's a waste of a page. Well, there's about four pages at the start that were like that. That, that, oh, see, but these big that, covers. Are, that's covers. That's that, what made that's it for me. Great, yeah. That's what made it for that's me. Excellent. Just the size of it, and then I thought, just for the covers and this Don illustration, Heck. is worth it. Don Heck's good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's particularly neat by Don Heck. This one in particular. He gets slugged. Does he, he does. still get slugged? Because mm. they used to slug Don. I don't Heck. think so as much anymore. But people are coming round to him. Good. But I think the people that they say them are dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe this is it's so bizarre, is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, this edition, in a way, I've seen it. You know, mm. they, they try to get the, the people who've seen the films. Oh, and, look at this. That, they How much really was this freaking book, man? Mm-hmm. That, so, that's a good... So there's, you know... Oh, 
I just love those fucking Hulk comics. Potentially, it's still in the shop. You know those first six? It's in, it's in the shops. It's in Asda. Oh, it's stunning. And it's... 20 quid? What? Well, that's 15. the full price, but mm. in Asda you get it for about half price of that. Mm. Half good. of that, or thereabouts. I think 20 quid's okay for that, even. Well. And less I, than that's even better. Less than that's even better. So that's, mm. go to Asda if you get it there. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's also nice <laughs> as well. Thor, you know, some classic cover and illustrations there. Yeah, Chipstone. Love Chipstone. This is a nice book. So, yes. I guess it goes you know, so it's far. It's not perfect. It's, it's not great, but I thought you know the classic illustrations yeah. are really good. Some of the big pages are really nice. Um, yeah, it's going to start to lose you when it gets further on. Yeah, that's the thing. But you know, I thought oh, yeah, there's look a, there's, at this shit. There's enough stuff. Oh, it's the That's fucking great. it's the fucking motion yeah. of the guys the whole, rolling yeah. about and he's like whoa hey <laughs> and, the, and the do you know what the chick stone inks man that line I love it it's yeah, thick it's like solid I love that but dynamic as well yeah, yeah. that's great come on chick well done chick rest in peace oh, look at this Oh, here we go. Look, come on. It's awesome. Black Panther. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Jack Kirby. It's just... It's you who shall be hunted. For all these classic, (laughs) that's why I bought it. Oh, yeah. I see why you bought it. Black Widow. Yeah, that's Mm. nice. And then it goes into... It goes really quick. Dark Phoenix and John Byrne and then it goes into Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a huge (laughs) jump and it goes into Jim Lee and then everything. So there's a massive jump of... But <laughs> it's, it's cool though. Wolverine. Ah, I like his oh, covers. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Ah. Oh, Barry Windsor Smith. Good to get that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. it's Even that's I wouldn't acceptable. pay the full price. I wouldn't pay the full price. No, but that, for the that's price. pushing it a bit. But for the price, it's not. Punisher, is that the mate? Oh, Klaus Johnson. Oh, Klaus Johnson. I bought that comic. The Spanish one when it came out. I bought it. And I thought, look at him with it. Fucking bazooka through the window. The guy's like, the bush. Yeah, he's like, he's what the? the fucking building, man. He <laughs> <laughs> shoots. <laughs> and it's just totally ridiculous, but it's awesome. Yeah, so he's blown himself yeah. up there. You know what I mean? yeah. You're going to take it. <laughs> uh, boom. You can imagine the punishment sort of blowing you know, off It's to ridiculous. The and at the same time, it's awesome. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I remember that cover very well when I bought it. And I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Anything that has Ghost Rider is That's cool. very nice and That's easy. it. <laughs> Mike Plug. Was it Roses or Red? This book, you could just sit and open it yeah. and look and go, oh. Uh, that, that's what I enjoy. <laughs> you wouldn't even read it. You'd just be sitting going, oh. Having your cup of tea. In the galaxy. Oh, I turned a page. Oh. So, yeah. That's Excellent. That. Great. Next that, one. That was a big hit, that one. Next one with uh, oh, that was Marvel th- Comics. Yeah. So that's huge. That's the Marvel Comics, the Untold Story, Sean Howe. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Very good. Fantastic. Lots and lots of stuff. It's written really, really well. Very entertaining. When you think about it, oh, yeah, it's going to go and it's going to be really boring. It's not. It's, it just keeps you in it. It's very gripping reading literature even if you are not a Marvel fan but you are interested on how the comics were produced at that time and it gives you a fantastic glimpse of the different Mm -hmm. eras and how Marvel evolved from a magazine publisher towards the comic book 
massive giant thing that is now. Uh, that's what my Disney. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's, if you want to read something about this is the one this is yeah, yeah. It's, it's really really well done yeah um, he's done a lot of work putting that together because he's got I learned a lot reading that stuff I didn't know yeah. at all there's tons and tons <clears throat> and tons of to information of and references he's spoken to a lot of people to get the right information and yeah. sources when he's not sure he quotes the different yes let's say informers you know well such and such say this but such and such recollects this this story in this manner and such and such actually said that so where the truth is gonna lie we don't know yeah. but yeah it's it's well worth a read it's the fantastic the stuff about book. Jim Starlin walking about in New York like yes. absolutely tripping yeah at, at the time of writing the comics I was actually really surprised of how much it features uh, Steve Gerber uh-huh. Like a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Like I, kn- I, kn- I know that Gerber was a huge part of Marvel history. Yeah. But my God, like really focuses on him, uh, like a heck of a lot. I mean, even when he goes away, even when it gets to the point, you know, Gerber has walked away. You'll, you, you'll never see him in the Marvel offices again. It comes back to him again and again, being like, ah, but he, he, he also had this to say, mm-hmm. um, and he was also still doing this tied with this project, and he also still had rights with it, and you're like, fucking hell, like. It's because Steve Gerber actually, when he oh, worked for Marvel, he was a huge influence mm-hmm. on many artists. Yeah. And he brought the underground <coughs> um, elements to it into Marvel Comics. The story of him meeting his wife in that is amazing, though. Do you remember? Yeah, it says, um, I can't remember her name, but she came into the office and all the Marvel guys were going nuts over her. And he just walked over, out, like, out, out through everybody. Everybody else is going nuts and showing her all these things and trying to get her a drink and all this kind of stuff. And he just comes over and grabs a hold of her and walks away. And she was like, and I was just taken by his beaming smile straight away. She said, that was it. The two of them were set. I was just like, oh, that's amazing. And they were all like, oh. Yeah, that's a fantastic book. Yeah, there you are. For all the qualms that Starlin, Gerber, and even Steve Ditko had voiced over the years, it seemed that it was only at the big two that there would (laughs) always be work. Brilliant. So, yeah, it's a great book, that one. Um, I'm just remembering that was another Christmas holiday. It's destroyed reading. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's such a good book. It's such a good book. It's one of the best. So I got that for Christmas as well. I've seen it. Oh. I've seen people really annoyed at that book online because a lot of it's it's really getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. So it's really upset. It, that, it doesn't escape nah. the controversies, yeah. and I just. Oh, I've seen people saying clear. I hate so this guy. You know, he made up all the stuff. He I said no, he didn't make the stuff. He he he, mm-hmm. he has all the sources and he quotes them properly, and there's all the references. There's a lot of work. You might not like the the. The truth or not, but hey, it's it's what it is. It goes into quite a lot of the storylines and stuff, though. But it it it, it skips over the uh, the Hank Pym stuff pretty swiftly. It just says something about um, oh Hank Pym had some issues, and then it just fucking fires on. Whereas oh, everybody else, okay. it gets into like you know Iron Man was having a drinking problem, thingy was having mm-hmm. this more, and then it just kind of gets to Hank Pym and goes oh and he had some issues. And uh, so, and this was going, and you're right. going. Well, it was spousal abuse. Like, yeah. Why, why does? Why is it not yeah. saying that? There right. is bits of it that I don't agree with, uh-huh. very much so. But like a lot of what Jack Kirby's kind of quoted as having said and stuff, and I'm going, 
I don't know where he's getting this source from because mm-hmm. at that point he doesn't he doesn't actually cite sources, whereas a lot of the other stuff he backs yeah, up yeah. with, you know, so and so said this. Whereas when it comes to a lot of the Kirby stuff that's put into print, it's never actually said either where it was. It just says a major newspaper, right? And you're like, what? You know what I mean? Like, so there is some stuff in it that I, I do kind of go like. It's ah, a bit shaky, but it is good. It is. But then, was he allowed to? It's true. Yeah, he could have been tied up. Because if he says, "Oh, I can actually put you at the source for this," and they might go say, "No, actually, you might have from, but you can't put our name." There's nobody else to back it up. There's no like it well, was at this but, time. But, but that's the thing. That, that's the thing. Is sometimes if you quote an organization, <laughs> yeah, and someone in the organization has said this, and then you're gonna put the well, one. I'm gonna put this in the book. So can I quote you for that? And I say actually. I do know. I did. So you, I did notice. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I did notice that because there is is times that he says, uh, (laughs) he says a former editor said, and he says a former artist said. Yeah, and he says stuff like that. Yeah, all right, okay. So there is bits of that, but there was just there was a couple of things like it was uh, Jack quotes that you were like, "Hmm." and there was things about Jim Starlin as well. Uh, having said something and he just kind of quickly skips over it he says like what he said but he kind of he kind of abbreviates the whole the -hmm. whole thing and then just fucking moves on you're like "Eh." I mean it's already in depth as it is so maybe he just needs to get on with it well well, that's the thing it's it's a it's a a chunky book it takes you a while to read and uh, there's so much stuff in it it's I've read it twice and I've listened to the audio book like three times now. Wow. <laughs> so there you are. No wonder fun. you yeah. remember so it's much really of good. it. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> An exchange. Yeah. Right, next one I brought is something completely different. Super Gods, Our World in the Age of the Superhero by Grant Morrison. Uh, was published a few years ago uh, by Vintage uh, Books. And Grant Morrison... He gives his story of superheroes from what has influenced him, uh, what he has worked on, his different ideas, philosophy, take on life, etc. It's actually a pretty interesting book. You know, you might agree or disagree, you might like or might not like his comics, but it's a pretty interesting book, I thought, personally. Mm -hmm. Has it got any of these stuff about the occult on here? Of the occult. The uh... oh, there's there's there's, there's, there's lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, there, there is about that as well. There's there's tons. It's a it's a pretty dense book. It's a, it's a very it's <clears throat> at the time when it came out. I remember it circulating heavily. I remember it being everywhere. I mean, it was in Tesco's as the it was in Waterstones. It was in the libraries in like your books to to read this month sort of things stuff like that. It, it was everywhere. Yeah. I didn't see it in the supermarkets yeah, I, did. I, I yeah, had yeah. to buy it online that one I remember mm-hmm. seeing it in Tesco because I remember seeing that oh. and thinking oh wow like was it like not at the time not knowing who Morrison was and looking at the background god he looks like a creepy bulb <laughs> he does he just that picture is really weird yeah, yeah. He's a bit, and yet yeah. he's like whenever you see him he's always like hi guys <laughs> yeah it's completely in that photo yeah. yeah like that picture looks as if he would be very like, serious and yeah. super gods and instead yeah. you speak to him he's like hey, super gods it's a nice wee book eh? it's no bad <laughs> oh you'd absolutely love it you'd love it I mean I love you you're great <laughs> <laughs> Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison, nice to see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I said before, 
If you're a fanogram or something mm. like dummies, uh... <laughs> I'm determined. I am determined to read it one day. I am determined to read it one day. Definitely. I I enjoy that. I you, enjoy that. You've bit. definitely read it. A couple yes, of times. I've read it. It's been it's been cracked. it's been read. Yeah, it's been cracked. I try not to crack, but it's just so difficult. Right, you can't with, have that, with, with that type, it's so difficult. Yeah. And, and it's, there's no enough space. No, so no. you end up cracking this. And then you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good and it's interesting certain things he mentioned and how everything works through cycles which is true it happens in history and it happens in it's part of human nature as well and how and he makes a point on the cultural elements from cinematography music design writing everything how there are cycles of let's call it light <coughs> and there are cycles of darkness and these yeah. cycles happen constantly yeah, yeah. and uh, if you're paying attention to history you eventually can kind of predict what cycle coming far coming yeah, next yeah. and when it's coming and what sort of um, from the artistic point of view wave or whatever you want to call it is going to appear but yeah it's it's, it's an interesting book it's, it's, yeah Anyway, next. <clears throat> this is a massive book. Ah. One thousand one comics mm. you must read before you die, which is all compiled. And the general editor was Paul Gravet, although he is not the writer of the book, because there are many collaborators that provide titles for this humongous yeah. list. Um, I mean, this is the Bible, essentially. Um, if you want about comics, manga, they are here. It's a bit like a Tashin book, are they the publishers? Uh, yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of. Uh, they do all the film ones and the music ones as well, yeah. as well. albums, three films. Did Castle Illustrated? I think the. Um, I think the comics one has stayed relatively the same, mm. but the film ones change year on year. Mm. Depending yeah. on what one you get, you get yes. different last like twenty films. Mm. Yeah. It's just so, ridiculous. But this one, I mean, it's amazing. And I discovered many comics through this. That mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I need to catch this. I need to oh. to read that. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. A thousand and one titles. There's mm-hmm. European, there's manga, there's American from different ages, there's British, there's just everything and anything there. I was them there's so very easy. nice uh, so nice illustrations and covers. Ooh. And I say there's many collaborators. Yeah. They are just giving, oh, you know if you're looking about horror comics you have it has to be this one. If you're looking about underground comics in the eighties, well you need to mention this, you need to mention that. Mm-hmm. So there's it's all there and it's just lovely illustrations and colors. <coughs> it's great. It's a fantastic book. It, it's going to take you ages to in, to just read all of it. And the amount of data is just fantastic. I used to think books of this sort were worth their weight in gold oh. in libraries. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I used to, whenever I saw any like yes. that, I was like, get that in. Because be in the people library. coming in with an interest, they pick yeah. that up, just read on the front, good mm-hmm. cover. We'll get so here. much out of it Will Eisner. and anybody reading that is going to find one book that they would have never yeah. at least exactly so I found a few 
Yeah. That I thought, oh, I've never read this, or I need to read that, or I've bought a comic one book from yeah. here that I never had before. And I said, well, I'm going to give it a go, you know. So there's so much stuff. It's this. Paul Gravett. He, it. he, he is, is just... God. Covers everything. He, his whole thing is, I'm going to get every sort of thing that you can find the, and put it in there. His yeah. knowledge in the comic world, and he's the expert. He is oh, the... He's the Attenborough <laughs> of, and sorry, but to, the comparison sometimes can be quite, uh-huh. you know, annoying. But say it, in say comics, it, say, it, the, uh, say, the, say the sentence because then he could use it. You might hear this and use it. The Attenborough of comics. Okay, there you go. That's Fernando Pons, that comic smell. The Attenborough of comics. No, me. I bet that's on. Paul the, that'll be on his next book. <laughs> It's, it's, so it's, it's like, on the back. It's like it's a Richard Attenborough comics, to be honest. It's yeah. just the film one. <clears throat> the I had the film one from like two thousand fourteen or something like that, and uh, the check the 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 list of titles also had a little checkbox mm-hmm. beside it, so you could check it when <laughs> you right. when you'd seen it. Right. So I thought they would have done that in here, but if not. If not, I thought they would have all been like that. No. But, but clearly, because you need about a million quid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some of this stuff there. Is, there's some of this stuff there is just unattainable. But it does say the ones you read before you die. So it's with the onus of you're gonna fucking read these. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, from the title. Get it done. Well, that that's essentially it's just to compile a list of comics that. Yeah. If you are a comic fan. <laughs> you must <coughs> read this title before you die. It is. Mm. Whenever yeah. I look at this in the shops, I always see the. I look for the titles I've read. Yeah. Not a handful. See what it says here, about but them. there's loads that. Oh, they loads just, that I haven't. Yeah, I was the same. I was like, I read these and I read these. Yeah. I have these. And I haven't read these. Okay. And who the fuck is this one? <laughs> uh-huh. That looks really good, and you know it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Is it kind of like the film one in a way, though, that you see some of them and go, should this really even be on this list? Like, come on. I mean, I, I, I went through the film one and went, like, that's an obscure Italian picture from 1920s. Like, I don't understand why it's on that list. Like, it says, oh, it was, it was the first use of, and it's some really bizarre film technique that doesn't get used anymore and it's like but it's well worth what is it kind of like that in places that you're just like nah no way uh, I would read most of them right okay it's, okay, it's different I'm, say, I'm saying that and then I'm thinking I'm actually thinking no stop talking because you you would you would still read them because it's just looking at that, is it? Asterix, yeah, Bad yeah, Lash, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then it, it goes. Asterix into... is on the front of. You know, the oldie. <coughs> you know that magazine, the oldie? Yes. This, I saw it in the shop, the, uh, the anniversary. It's the anniversary. And it's just Asterix on the front. Yeah. Mm. It's the and it also Asterix. comes with a cartoon yeah. calendar. I was... In, and I was looking, thinking, I might get this. I had this. Yeah. I had this in my hands this morning. We, we and had I the was same the same. I thought, I thought oh, so aspects this, on the front. So I get these, yeah, so I know. The calendar. And I wanted to browse it, but it was all in the bag. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I thought, because it was like four ninety nine or something. So, yeah, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna think about it. And yeah. if tomorrow I may go and buy it. There you go. We're living that's, the same life there. Honestly, we're tuned in. We're tuning in. Anyway, my last one. Again, 
yeah. a must have in any mm-hmm. library yeah. that you want to have some graphic novels Personal any person who is interested in comics or know how comics work understand the comics the invisible art is called McCloud mm-hmm. that's a must have it's, legend it's, legend yes it's amazing yeah and it's a comic mm-hmm. that's what's good about it it's a comic it's a, yeah. but it tells you everything you need yeah. everything you need to know it's a great book about to comics. understand it is a comic yeah and even to a point to make comics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep but it's just every, it, like every so single person oh, it's just great every single person with the mildest interest in comics needs to read this yes and even even if you have read it and it's been a while since you've read it and you're making your comments oh, well on your way again this is one of those you read kind of once <clears> a year <throat> again you grab it and you read it again and, yep. and you enjoy it as much as the first time and it's just oh it's, it's a joy when I first got this it was in Manchester uh, understanding comics and I, and I just sat and read it on the train on the way back up to Dundee and I just loved it. I just yeah, thought, this is amazing. I bought this that is so hand. good. That was, that was good, yeah. good selection there. Thank you. I never read the Super Gods, but the rest of them I've got. And not, well, not the Marvel one, though, and I want that. How's <coughs> that? I can see that. As like Christmas present. I still have some. So a Christmas present for myself. Yeah, it looks, it looks brilliant, man. Well, uh, <clears throat> as I said, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have ones. There you go. I, I don't feel like I'd, I'd read enough. Can I have a quick peek at that? Of course. Sorry, Mike. That's okay. Just because you were busy with that one. So, obviously, uh, Marvel Comics: The Untold Story. I've read and listened to the audiobook as well. Uh, and recently, I actually listened to the audiobook of Looking for Calvin and Hobbes. That's not that from that documentary, is it? No, that it's a different thing. thing. Uh, that was a different thing. That was um, in search of Bill Watson or something oh, like that. That was totally right. different people. Yeah. But I listened to that recently, <clears throat> and it was actually really good. It started off like that documentary where mm-hmm. it was getting really personal. Yeah. And I was sitting going, "Well, I don't really care about." The personal story get to the point mm-hmm. and it basically just covered the entirety of the history of Bill Watson from when he started right through to the end of Calvin and Hobbes right. and how this person kind of related with parts and stuff like that but then sort of trying to link it it was it was such a good mm. listen slash read um, but it was great just to hear like loads of people because he got loads of people uh, talking to him like interviewing about Bill Watson and about their ties with Calvin and Hobbes and he interviewed people like um, well he went to interview Harvey Picar Harvey Picar said that he he, he didn't have an, enough of an, an invested interest and in all this kind of stuff but it was like all the people he was getting he was getting big names and sort of chatting to them about Calvin and Hobbes and what it meant to them and what Watson meant to their career and all this kind of stuff it's just incredible Um but uh, what was it by Nevin Martell? Uh, but he's got like a little sort of a side at the end of it 
and like how he's met people along the way with doing the book tour for it and stuff and just the amount of people that he said you know people are giving me their life story through Calvin and Hobbes and how the <coughs> Calvin and Hobbes has basically been like the whole framework uh, for their entire life and all this kind of <laughs> stuff and how much it actually means to folk and the fact that they are sad that there is no more of it but if there had been more of it would it ruin the whole thing kind of thing and this this whole point mm-hmm. there were, as, as much as they were destroyed at the time when it happened when it said you know it's going to be no more blah 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 and people were absolutely livid it's that whole thing of well, it's maybe better that it's it's not outstayed it's welcome sort of thing mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's hearing how fanatical people get over it mm-hmm. as well within that book like even the guy who's writing the books, he sort of acknowledges the fact of like I'm insane for this. Like, mm-hmm. This is this is the this is the best ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, it's good. It really goes through like his technique and stuff and what he was doing before he was doing Calvin and Hobbes and how that sort of progressed into Calvin and Hobbes and some of the myths and uh, things that come out of what the characters are associated with and all this kind of stuff. Really good, really worth it. So looking, looking. I do think it, it must be interesting for people that grew up with Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Is that? Do you consider yourself that, or? I do, but um, obviously I got mine through reprints, right, in the newspaper, and then I got it through finding collections and stuff myself and online, etc. Yeah. As I got older, for me it was like mid to late teens. I read a bunch of Calvin and Hobbes and I remember thinking this is absolutely brilliant you know it just it was very powerful and you realised this is great this is like all time classic yes so but that was as a teenager you know so to have grown up with it that must have been pretty powerful you know really that's like that's the normal that's the standard yeah Calvin and Hobbes Wow, <laughs> that's the standard. You know, I mean, but that's it's that's just amazing. That's, yeah. well, okay, the, the way that you've described that, yeah, that is, mm. yeah, that and that and peanuts. Yeah, for me, I was in my so late twenties when I read Calvin Hobbes. Oh really? Yeah, but peanuts. I usually saw it in the cartoons. So yeah, when they yeah, yeah. played it, whenever we had the day off school, they would yeah. put on a, an episode of the nineteen seventies Peanuts on the morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's for great. I mm. think that's why I hold. I think that's why I hold um, sort of more il- sort of illustrator type comics stuff like we were speaking about Kachalka and everybody. I think that's why I hold them all in such high regard is because I grew up with it, mm. because I grew up with that kind of strip work, artwork that has to be put out, but it's such a high quality and yeah. everything as well. Constantly. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's alright. I've, I've only got one other one of I my know. own. Yeah. And that was the be pure, okay. be pure, be vigilant, behave. The oh, I never read that yet. Ah, yes. And the, the history of 2008. It was, yeah. History of 2008. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. But yeah, really good, really insightful. Mm. Um, a lot of stuff that just kind of caught me by surprise of like um, where characters sort of originated from and where stories came from and who came up with what and... Uh, they're very much a lot of like as you can imagine the sort of infighting between yeah. a lot of the, the higher ups within 2000 AD and 
what companies ended up buying them over and whatnot, and where their, fi- yeah, where their finances were going and all that kind of shit, and what was happening where and who wasn't getting paid for whatnot and what rights for all this kind of shit. Like, but it's really good. It is really really good. Yeah. Um, I just like it's intense. Like you come away from it being like fucking hell. Like how does that company even exist? Uh, yeah, it's quite. I've heard about it, and uh, few people talking about the book and uh, talking this. Thanks. Yeah, and also the. But it's really interesting the insight of the creation of the magazine and oh, oh, and as you said, the relationships between the uh, different creators yeah. and and all the different <coughs> curiosities and little bits and pieces and tidbits mm-hmm. that. You enjoy when you read things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a good one. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really, it's really um intricate. Um, it's a really intricate look into the startings and accomplishments and feelings of a of a quite a big publisher sort of thing of a company. Yeah, because you think you look back at the amount of characters and yeah collections and authors and artists and creators they had and they still have and it's just amazing and unfortunately it's, it's disappearing yeah well he goes into he goes into the like divvying up on where all the rights went to and where that sort of film rights went to and who who's got what and who's he actually goes into you know still awaiting projects like oh this one got bought so many 20 years ago or something we're still waiting for it now it was tied to so and so so and so and so and so with such and such to act Still not in. Uh, I've had this, that, and the next thing <clears throat> sent to me, uh, but nothing. <laughs> There's a bit when he's talking about like dread or something, and he's like, "Could people please stop sending me stuff to do with dread? I have nothing to do with anything to do with the films whatsoever. No pool, no nothing, no money. Don't bother. Like it's just like I. He's like I get them almost daily. He's like as much as it's. I appreciate getting stuff through and pitches for ideas, but it's, it's absolutely not to do with me. Send it to the studio, please. This is like, But you think about it, fans are insane. There will be people sitting there out daily just going, oh, yeah. this is my pitch for well, that's, what you would do with the series. Well, that's the, the thing now, stuff. obviously in the last few decades with the internet, that exacerbates that. Yeah. Whereas before, <coughs> you, it would be kind of stuff of a dream to to meet one of the comic creators mm-hmm. that you rate and enjoy yeah mm-hmm. well nowadays you can go online and find his email address uh right panels you know i got this great idea to make a comic of the first world war because you know so many yeah you know and he he, he probably they get millions of yeah. emails of people and that's just because he's there because mm-hmm. you can do it now yeah Whereas before, you have to go through the effort of either, you know, get the address of whatever you want to send this and write a letter. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a typewriter. <laughs> you typed it. <laughs> yeah, we're showing our age, you know. Actually, <clears throat> I just passed one to Nando. The one that I, there's two that I picked up in the library just for this <clears throat> because they, they sparked my interest. Yeah. One was uh, one was uh, one was Brian Michael Bendis words for pictures. Michael Bendis what? Brian Michael, Michael Bendis, Bendis. Uh, words for pictures, and it's just like how to. It's just mainly about the business and writing comics and whatnot. It's pretty slim, to be honest. It's mainly made up of pictures and then little bits. 
you know, little tiny bits of script in, and so it's, it doesn't look like a, a hefty read, but it's a nice big book, and it's got a lot of insight into scripting for comics and stuff like that. So pretty good. But there is a lot of stuff about business. There's a pretty good um, speech at the start from him about the reasons to keep doing comics, which I thought was pretty good. There's a lot of well, stuff about like don't do it for money or anything, just fucking do it because you you need to do comics. Well. Uh, from the I mean, Brian Michael Millions, yes, he's he has worked for Marvel and he works for DC, but his beginnings was independent and he did yeah independent comics and <coughs> yeah and that's he's one of those writers that he sings where he just uh, you know it's, it's his right on that yeah. he, he he made comics himself and yeah not because you're gonna make money or anything like that because you want but because you want to do it yeah. And the other one was just the one that, the one that I just handed to you. Graphic Borders, Latino comic books, past, present, and future. It looked fucking ace. I mean, the cover looks great in, it's in it itself, is. but there is a lot going on in here. I mean, it's, Hernandez. It's a quite interesting one. That will be interesting. So, where do you get that? In which library? Uh, Dundee. Okay. Right. Okay, guys. Right. It's good to see you. You too. Thank you very much. Yep, Nando. See you later. Nice one. Thank you for the comics. Thanks. Yeah. Thank and you for the comics. Thank you. Enjoy thank you your for enjoy your time. the one thing. for you. The one thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Which you've probably you. seen. <laughs> Thanks, thank you guys. And yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yes. See you later. Bye bye. To send us any comments or questions or just to say hello, you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher, and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter, at Joan Edam. And you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.